welcome. You're listening to Spiritual Practices That Work. My name is Tracy Brown and I'm your host. Today I'll be talking with Vicki Jeter about Synchro Destiny and we'll have an extended, highly recommended segment featuring Brenda Lambert. No spiritual practices makeover today, but you're going to get lots of ideas from Vicki and Brenda. I hope that you've been enjoying spiritual practices that work. And I want to invite you to hang out with me throughout the week over on Facebook, facebook.com slash spiritual practices. I post inspirational messages every day and remind you throughout the week of spiritual practices you can use to create and maintain a life you love. But for now, get ready for tonight's show. We'll be right back. Are you confused and looking for direction? Do you need a sympathetic ear? Hello, I'm Elizabeth Harbin, and I'm here to serve. Whether you're looking to heal past wounds or find your angels and spirit guides, I'm a certified professional card reader with experience in hypnotherapy and energy work as well. My angels and spirit guides and I can provide you with information you need to take that next step on your path. Schedule some time with me by calling 214-454-0072. You heard this message for a reason, and together we can find out why. Visit MoonLady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. Moon Lady News, the world of metaphysics, spirituality, the energy arts, and more in North Texas. Delivered to you each day and available 24-7 at MoonLady.com. The Moon Lady herself, a journalist with over 20 years' experience, finds the coolest and most interesting news, events, places, and groups for your enjoyment. As a community member at MoonLady.com, you could be part of this energy flow and and post notices on your enterprise or passion. Reach thousands for just a few dollars, sometimes for free. You can even post flyers and video. Be inspired and empowered by this beautiful oneness community. Visit moonlady.com and read columnists who are joyful and inspiring. See profiles of community members and nonprofits, view spiritual artwork and poetry. Visit moonlady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. This is Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder of Agape International Spiritual Center, saying, listen, you don't want to miss Wake Up, the sound of transformation, right here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to change your life. Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Thanks for joining us on today's segment of Speaking About Spiritual Practices. I feel so blessed to be able to talk to so many people from around the world about spiritual practices that work. And today, you get to join me as I have a conversation with Vicki Jeter. She's been a licensed practitioner in religious science for 23 years. Back in 2006, she started the study group that later became the Louisville Center for Spiritual Living with Reverend Carolyn Harville. Six years before that in 2000, 
2000, Vicki became aware of how synchronicities build into what Deepak Chopra calls synchro destiny. And she became aware of that by learning to track her own synchronicities and expand them. This practice is, in large part, how she cultivated the opportunity to take early retirement from working for Continental Airlines to go full-time as a practitioner and be a part of starting the study group. So, as you might imagine, I get to talk to Vicki today about synchro destiny and about synchronicities and how that fuels or supports our spiritual practice. So, welcome, Vicki. Thank you, Tracy. I'm so excited to be here. This is such a great topic. You know, so often when we talk with each other about spiritual practices, we immediately gravitate towards some concrete action practices like go sit and meditate or go write up a prayer or a treatment. One of the things I love about the show is the opportunity to talk with you and others about lots of different ways our spiritual practice can be fed and lots of different ways to be in spiritual practice. So maybe we should start with what is Synchro Destiny. Synchro Destiny is an expanded understanding of synchronicity and To begin at the beginning, Tracy, the actual kernel seeds come from the debate about what is called coincidence. Now, in Science of Mind, we have a basic understanding, and it's actually sort of become a cliche in a kind of a way. People say, well, there just are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. But the thing about that that's so powerfully important is that if we take that a step further and we say there are no coincidences, So how do I relate to this dynamic that is called coincidence and realizing that, in fact, those are the seeds of doors opening into broader and broader coming together of resonance and spirit speaking to increasing numbers of people that get involved in how coincidences come together, which then becomes synchronicity. So the next level from synchronicity It expands and expands to more and more people, more and more things happen in that resonant kind of way until it becomes what Deepak Chopra coined as synchro destiny. It's so big and involves so many people. That's why he chose the word destiny because it's like, oh, my goodness. I mean, this has just been life-changing, and there isn't any one person within that experience of synchro destiny ultimately who could possibly say that, they could have seen all the things that would have been involved. If I'm listening with an ear of maybe a listener who hasn't read a lot of, about this topic or maybe even not a lot about spiritual practice. So let me test out a, an idea here. Would it be right or would it be in alignment with what you're saying if I thought of coincidence as, you know, a lot of times we talk about coincidence, we talk about things that are happening maybe to an individual, oh, that just seemed to be a coincidence that this person showed up or that you picked up the phone and the person you were thinking about is the one who called. Exactly. And then we start thinking of synchronicity when it involves two or three people or more people where what's happening seems to have some synchronicity that we're all moving in the same direction or that we're all thinking about the same thing or we all had a similar experience in 
a certain period of time. Synchro destiny then is what shows up. It manifests in a movement with many people, thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people or a shift in a cultural group or a spiritual community that is not just explained by logical analytical process. That's true. And within the kind of example that you just gave, I want to just offer the caveat that the larger circles it involves may or may not get so big as involving thousands of people. But for example, in my experience, what you're suggesting is exactly one of the kinds of ways where if you've never been aware of a term before, any term, and synchro destiny could in fact be one of them for someone that's never heard of it, where Mm -hmm. you come upon the term and then all of a sudden you come upon the term three more times in a week. Yes. Because it's in the collective understanding. So as people begin to work with coincidence, which graduate into being synchronicity, which then graduate into becoming synchro destiny. It's that cumulative mass kind of thing where once it gets so big, it becomes more of a common knowledge. And then comfort zones get developed and people start recognizing, oh, it was back there when I when I first came in contact with this term. And then this happened and then that happened. And then it became uh, something that gave me some directive in my life or something that changed the, the way that I was engaging something. And so the results become different. They become vibrating at a higher level. So how did you first tap into this? Actually, my introduction to Synchro Destiny was a Synchro Destinous experience in itself. And, of course, I didn't know it as it was happening, but it's such a fun story for me to tell because I was working with a therapeutic yoga teacher, and she was extremely adept at working with people that had physical challenges. And until that time, I didn't know that people with physical challenges can even do yoga. I had cerebral palsy. And so that's what put me in touch with her. And as she and I were working with the therapeutic yoga, she suggested to me that I would probably really like this 12 CD series that she had that was done by Deepak Chopra called Synchro Destiny. So, of course, I was absolutely tickled because she was explaining to me, you know, about basics of how synchronicities build into Synchro Destiny. Well, I took the tapes or the CDs and I listened to them many, many times. And as I began to realize that what he was talking about was something that all of us noticed to an extent because it. It's a natural unfolding of things that happen. Everyone has coincidences that happen. It's just about what do we do with them when we see them. And what Deepak Chopra teaches is that when you see a coincidence, rather than just saying, oh, wasn't that cool, you say, what's next? I see you. I respect you. I'm watching. Tell me what's next. And so what happened for me is I started when I would see a coincidence, I would name it, claim it, and then I would say, okay, I'm open to what's next. And sure enough, more and more things would come along related to the coincidence that I first saw. And where this gets involved in the Synchrodestiny tapes is after I had listened to them for, oh, I think about the third time, I had a dream about meeting Deepak Chopra. And, (laughs) and, 
it was one of those kinds of dreams that didn't feel like just a dream. And I dreamt that we were in a convention kind of area, and he came up to my right side, like standing next to me in a crowd, and he took my hand, and he said, be silent and be still. Something wonderful is about to happen. And I woke up from the dream, and I absolutely knew that there was some experience of synchro destiny was getting ready to come into my life. Mm. So I kept listening to the tapes and I kept practicing. And within about three weeks of having that dream, I got a call from a girlfriend that I had been raised with. We'd known each other all our lives. And she said to me, how would you like to go to a regression workshop with me, a prenatal regression workshop? And this is something that we had been talking about doing for all of our lives. And we always mm-hmm. said if we ever got an opportunity to do it, that we would do it together because she and I both have challenges from birth. Mm-hmm. And so without even asking her, I didn't ask her when, I didn't ask her who, I knew that it had to do with my tapping into synchro destiny because this had been held in consciousness for years. So I just said, I'm going. And she and I ended up going together to this workshop. And in the process, I ended up in arenas very much like that were in the dream. So when I got to where I was going for this workshop, I realized that this was the energy that Deepak Chopra had mentioned to me in the dream of Synchro Destiny. And I ended up being in their training program. Ever since that happened, I have begun encouraging people to notice coincidences and lean into them and to say, what's next? What's the next connection? Where is this taking me? What is this showing me? And then as it builds, then go from there. So it's really not about the masses, even at the level of synchro destiny, it truly is about appreciating the coincidences and knowing that these coincidences have meaning. And then that is what's connecting you in what we would refer to in science of mind as universal mind, and that it really is all happening together. So you as an individual can experience synchro destiny And it really may or may not have anything to do in a conscious way with what's happening with other people. It it may or may not. Can I give you an example from the tapes that that could be helpful to people looking to see how to do this? That would be fabulous. One of the, the examples that Deepak Chopra gave is he got up one morning and noticed on his way out the door that there was a very bright yellow billboard in front of him and one of the things you learn to do when you're practicing with synchro destiny is notice unusual things mm-hmm. and I mean they don't even have to start out as coincidences once you get used to it you're like okay that's unusual so I'm just going to log that and you don't ha- you have to struggle with it you just kind of notice it so he notices this bright yellow billboard well throughout his entire day that day that color of yellow started showing up the cab that came to get him was not only called a yellow cat, it was a bright yellow, so he knew, okay, I'm tracking this color today. Well, ultimately, that evening, he ended up at dinner, and when he asked for his tea, they brought him the box. Well, the box was all that color yellow. <laughs> and so, 
he has this conversation with the young woman who brought him the box of tea. And she ends up asking him, because she, she finds out he's Deepak Chopra, and she asks him, what am I supposed to do with my life? And he says to her, well, young lady, I, I don't have that answer for you, but perhaps take into prayer that it might have something to do with this brand of tea. So he leaves her with that thought. He finds out three years later that she ends up owning her own business that has to do with exotic tea. Ah, nice. And it's all because he knew how to track those connections and just paying attention to what could possibly lead to what. We don't have to know exactly what it is. It's just trusting that process. And who knows when you're going to find out. But very often it does come back in plain English, you know, like later you find out, wow. (laughs) Yeah, and there is something about just paying attention that in our spiritual practice we hone, we develop our ability to pay close attention and we realize that more things are connected than we thought were connected just because we started paying attention. Exactly, and and trusting that spirit is reflecting back to us in potentially any form or way. And the part that I was just saying a moment ago about noticing unusual things is particularly interesting for me in that very often now when something, like say if I have a plan, If I have a plan and I think something particular is going to happen and then all of a sudden something out of the blue happens that I wasn't expecting where at one time that may have ruffled my feathers. Now I've learned to step back and say, okay, this is unusual. So what's happening next? What's going on? And one of the last times that this happened to me, I was at the airport getting ready to go catch a flight and there was an energy in the room that was rather intense and it appeared that there was going to be a problem with the flight that I was going to be getting on timing it was running late or something like that so instead of worrying about it I said okay let me look for an alternate opportunity let me see what else is going on that will bring this into an alignment of grace synchronistically the next thing that happened we started to go through the security checkpoint and the gentleman who was doing the security thing was giving the man who was pushing me through security a hard time. I thought now, okay, this is the second very strange thing. What is going on with this? And so while they're working out the issue at hand that the the security guy was talking to the young man, I was thinking, okay, something is really directing me to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. So we get down to where the gate is of the flight that I was going to take that I might have been delayed on, and I ended up finding out that the plane right next door to where I was was also going to my destination without any hassles whatsoever, and I ended up getting home on time, with no stress, no fuss, no muss, and I would not have known to look there except for this heightened sense of awareness that I had because two unusual things happened back to back. And that might not be, it might not sound like a coincidence you would normally like want to look for, but 
what I'm learning about some of the ways that grace operates is that it's extraordinary. So if you take extraordinary things and you say, okay, so this is an extraordinary opening, what's next? And and look at it as if it's beyond coincidence. Or you know what I'm saying? It's kind of Well yeah, that you notice unusual things and what most of us do most of the time is if there's something out of the ordinary we either ignore it or we shun it or we complain about it. And what you're recommending is that you notice it, you accept that it must be happening for a reason that serves you, and that you simply ask or be open to, what is this leading to? What's the message from this for me that's for my good? Mm-hmm. And that's a real shift because most of the time we say, oh, this is happening, it's not part of my plan, it's in my way and it's bad, and we never open ourselves to what it could be serving. Yeah, we're not looking for the resonance of, of happening instead. Exactly. And that's part of what noticing coincidences can do, is even though it may appear to be a coincidence that is not comfortable, such as the coincidence of having the two things together, ultimately, if we trust and just keep looking for what then can be happening that would not have happened if we hadn't followed that lead, then in retrospect, we see how it all fit together. And there's just no way to know that sometimes as it's unfolding. It's just really about trusting that process. Perfect. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue this conversation about synchronicities and synchro destiny and spiritual practice. We'll be right back. Visit MoonLady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. Moon Lady News, the world of metaphysics, spirituality, the energy arts, and more in North Texas. Delivered to you each day and available 24-7 at MoonLady.com. The Moon Lady herself, a journalist with over 20 years' experience, finds the coolest and most interesting news, events, places, and groups for your enjoyment. As a community member at MoonLady.com, you can be part of this energy flow and post notices on your enterprise or passion. Reach thousands for just a few dollars, sometimes for free. You can even post flyers and video. Be inspired and empowered by this beautiful oneness community. Visit MoonLady.com and read columnists who are joyful and inspiring. See profiles of community members and nonprofits, view spiritual artwork and poetry. Visit MoonLady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. Crystals, cards, oils, books, DVDs, herbs. Where can you find all of this and more? Miracles of Joy in Louisville, a caring, peaceful place. And the staff at Miracles of Joy is knowledgeable and can provide you with the answers to and supplies for every metaphysical question or concern. Workshops, classes, readings, healings, and spiritual tools needed to guide you on your path to enlightenment. Miracles of Joy is easy to find at 701 South Orchard Lane in Louisville, Texas. Open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, noon to 7 p.m. Find them on the Internet at galactichealing.org. That's galactichealing.org. 
org or call them at 972-221-8080. That's 972-221-8080. Together we can raise our consciousness to find our direct connection to the God within. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Everybody say Namaste, 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 Namaste. Thanks for sticking with us. This is Spiritual Practices Network. My name is Tracy Brown, and I am having a conversation with Vicki Jeter, and we're talking about synchro destiny. I love Vicki right before the break, the idea that it really is up to me. It really is up to each one of us to choose how to notice, how to pay attention, and how to react to things that happen that are either out of the norm, unusual, or change of plans. So maybe there's an example that you can share of how this has shown up when you've been working with clients or how it has shown up when you've been making big decisions in your own life. Actually, there are handfuls of stories I could pick from, but as you were speaking, I realized there is a delightful story of synchronicity into synchrodestiny that I can share that has to do with the development of the Louisville Center for Spiritual Living. Okay. Love to hear it. It started, we were still a small study group, and we got the idea that it could really serve our cause energetically if we took a field trip to the Cincinnati church, which is an hour and a half away, just to be around a larger community. And they were supporting us in prayer anyway. So we thought, well, let's go meet them and, you know, have eye-to-eye contact. And so we set our date to go on a Sunday to visit the Cincinnati church. And at about 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I realized I didn't want to go there without having a gift for them. Like, coming to someone's house. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I decided, okay, um, let's just bring them some donuts, even though someone else there might bring donuts that day, just to, just to gift them. So I called the man who was going to be our main van driver, and I said, I realize you probably already have your route worked out. I said, but would you mind coming a little early, and let's plan a stop to pick up some donuts. And he was like, great. So then about three hours later, we pile up in the van in my apartment uh, parking lot. And as we're pulling out of the apartment parking lot, we see a line of hot air balloons. Way Hmm. way off in the distance, we see about seven hot air balloons. And, you know, I mean, that's a pretty delightful thing to see to begin with. It was a beautiful day. And we were like, wow, how magical is that? You know, we're going to have a really good day. Mm -hmm. So we take off and we stop to pick up these donuts. Now, in the process of doing this, I mean, this is a, this, we go to a Kroger that I've never been to before and, and none of us have ever been to before because it's a little bit off our beaten path. We're going to Cincinnati. And all of a sudden, like within three minutes of parking in that parking lot, 40 hot air balloons are hanging right over our heads. 
Ah. Both it felt like you could touch them. And there were people there that have said that they've gone to the balloon sets in Albuquerque and not seen them so clearly as we saw them. And everybody then that was going to the store that morning just was standing around gawking like little kids. It was just so incredibly magical. And the, one of our members literally counted them. When I'm saying it was 40 balloons, that's how she was just couldn't believe. She said, oh, I really want to know exactly how many of these there are. And she counted them. Wow. And so we went to Cincinnati with this magical thing that had happened for us that would not have happened if I hadn't have decided to stop for donuts at 4 o'clock in the morning. So we get there and we have a fabulous day. And at this time, we are deciding on a minister. And Carolyn Harville, who is our minister today, she is coming to visit us. And she she did three visits in the process of becoming our minister. Mm-hmm. But we're still in the process of interviewing her. I knew her, but they didn't know her real well. And so we're in the midst of that process. And we get home from this balloon thing. And I'm just getting ready to start teaching my first foundations class to my group. And I receive the binders for the foundational class. Mm-hmm. And on the cover, somebody put a slit of thing in there of a hot air balloon. And I'm like, okay, now this is really interesting because this happened right in the, the same week that we had the hot air balloon experience. Wow. And then where Carolyn gets tied into this is that in in the process, this is her second visit to us, and in the process of getting ready for her second visit, she referred me to her website, mm-hmm. her website, and she has hot air balloons that float all the way across her website, and hot air balloons have been her totem for all of her life. Wow. What kind of confirmation could that be of Mr. Yeah, I think at that point you say, I think we have our minister. We don't need to look any further. <laughs> it was amazing, absolutely amazing, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Because it was just even beautiful that day to see them and then have them over our heads. But then to have the ongoing messages come from that was just a cla- That's a classic example of synchro destiny. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that because it's easy to follow how what seems to be totally random Mm -hmm. isn't. Exactly. What strikes me, and I'd love for you to speak to this, you know, if this works this, this way for you or with clients you work with, but what seems to me is the, um, the insight that for me, for my own spiritual practice, my own spiritual maturity, by paying attention to the, you know, to these little things, I'm more likely to see the connection that I really don't have to work so hard to try to figure out what's connected to what or what my next move should make. If I were paying attention to some of these kinds of things, it probably would be like um, we joke about, you know, leaving breadcrumbs along the way so you can find yourself your way back home. These are kind of like the breadcrumbs on the path of life that take you to your next destination. Exactly. And I think this part that I would like to add to that is 
that this is a practice that builds in its strength to where when there is a wave of synchronicity carrying me, now I have a feeling that comes with it that's like within my intuition because I've been there so many times. So that when something's unfolding that involves that feeling, one of the things that my husband and I do, because he works synchronicity as well within his own experiences, is when there is something synchronous that's happening, we will clue each other when it starts. We'll say, okay, now today this happened and then this happened, so keep your eye out and let's see what happens together. And that's exactly what happened within the thing that you mentioned about our coming to Louisville to start with. I had an opportunity to do a sacred practice on the anniversary of my mother's passing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that I could have planned. And I knew due to the intensity of this sacred practice I was going to get the opportunity to do that something would come of that. And so I called my husband right then and I said, this is what's happened. And so just know that on the anniversary of the eve of mom's passing, I'm going to be doing the sacred practice and sort of maybe hold yourself open or stay in prayer. And he did. And while I was in it was actually a sweat lodge. While I was in the sweat lodge that evening on the, e- the anniversary of my mother's death, one of my poems was published. He was sitting there at his computer and watched this notification come in that something that I'd written been, had been published. And then within minutes of that, he won a package to a workshop that he wanted to go to for one of his mentors. And that happened all within an hour that I was in this sweat lodge. And so when he won this packet that was worth like $2,000 to go to this workshop with this mentor that he wanted to meet, we were just so excited. And we uh, it's just like, my goodness, so much grace that come from that. And then what happened is the weekend that he was supposed to actually, we were supposed to go together to that workshop, he ended up getting a job opportunity His boss with his company opened up this huge opportunity for him to move here to Louisville, and they said that if he was going to embrace the opportunity, they needed him to do it within that same weekend. And so it's like, oh, my gosh. So we win this opportunity, but then we don't get to go do it because you're going to get this huge, great, big promotion. And at first, it felt, Vernon felt kind of bad because we ended up giving the package away. But I said, honey, I said, how much of a confirmation can we have that you're supposed to make this move? I said there was so much energy in winning that that evening. Yes. In the first place. But which would we rather have? Finite weekend event or this confirmation of knowing that absolutely because it's this huge wave of synchrodestiny that we're supposed to make this move. And that's the move that got us here to Louisville, which then we started the, the uh, study group, which would became the spiritual community. Yeah, and it's like in hindsight, looking back, it's pretty obvious the, you know, winning the, the weekend, the workshop drew attention to something important is going to happen that weekend. Exactly. So that we had no doubt because what are the chances of that timing? Yeah. How perfect. So our time really is just about up. You know, the only thing I don't like about the interviews for the show is that they always end too soon. (laughs) 
but I'm so, so grateful for the time that you have spent with us. Is there one piece of advice or one closing comment that you would want to share with listeners who are intrigued by this idea of synchro destiny? Um, let's share that, and then we'll talk about con- how they can contact you. Thank you. I think the most important thing is to recognize that this is a natural process. It's not something that you have to even do anything to learn. My apologies. No, that that is a coincidence that's leading to a synchronicity that is leading to synchro destiny. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to be very interested in finding out who that was. So... Uh, that it happens just that easily, right there. Once you have the concept and you recognize that it happens in life, it's just about enjoying the ride. And it will happen naturally, and the more you get comfortable with it and that it works uniquely through each individual, then it just becomes one more way to find joy in everything that we do in every day. Perfect. Well, I know that I'm going to be thinking about and paying attention to all the little things that happen in my world today and over the next few days. And and my new phrase is, yes, I see you. I noticed that. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. That's exactly it. So, Vicki, thanks so much. And if our listeners want to contact you or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to find you on the Internet? That would be my website, which is Vicki, V-I-C-K-Y, at Gold Key Endeavors, and that's the color gold, G-O-L-D-K-E-Y, and then Endeavors is the British spelling. It's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S dot com. Okay, so that's goldkeyendeavors.com or email vicky at goldkeyendeavors.com. Fabulous. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and my listeners on Spiritual Practices That Work, and we will stay in touch. Thank you so much, Tracy. Visit Moonlady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. Moonlady News, the world of metaphysics, spirituality, the energy arts, and more in North Texas. Delivered to you each day and available 24-7 at Moonlady.com. The Moonlady herself, a journalist with over 20 years' experience, finds the coolest and most interesting news, events, places, and groups for your enjoyment. As a community member at Moonlady.com, you could be part of this energy flow and post notices on your enterprise or passion. Reach thousands for just a few dollars, sometimes for free. You can even post flyers and video. Be inspired and empowered by this beautiful oneness community. Visit Moonlady.com and read columnists who are joyful and inspiring. See profiles of community members and nonprofits, view spiritual artwork and poetry. Visit Moonlady.com. 
a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. It's Dallas' oldest and most trusted psychic fair. Since 1979, the Dallas Psychic Fair has been providing North Texas with over 75 different professional psychics, wellness practitioners, and vendors, plus workshops, classes, and galleries, all in one convenient location on the first Sunday of every month at the Doubletree Hotel, 4099 Valley View Lane in Dallas. All readings are just $15, admission just $7. Go online for a $2 off admission coupon and to pre-book and pay for your readings. Go to DallasPsychicFair.com. That's DallasPsychicFair.com. The Dallas Psychic Fair. Spiritual growth through mind, body, and soul connections. The Dallas Psychic Fair is produced by Enterprises. This is Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder of Agape International Spiritual Center, saying, listen, you don't want to miss Wake Up, the sound of transformation, right here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to change your life. You're listening to Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Welcome to today's highly recommended resources segment. I am so glad to be chatting with Brenda Lambert. Let me tell you a little bit about her. As a professional practitioner for more than a decade, Brenda Lambert is an expert in the art of prayer. And she's an exceptional teacher, facilitator, and spiritual counselor. Her understanding and application of universal laws allows her to support others in creating joyful, loving relationships, starting with their relationship to the self. In fact, she's helped thousands of people use universal principles to change their lives. Currently, she's the Director of Adult Education at the Center for Spiritual Awareness in West Sacramento, California, where she has helped formally educate more than two dozen of the center's professional practitioners. She's the author of three audio CDs, including the best-selling Prosperity Power Statements, Affirmations of Truth. And today, we're going to be talking about self-forgiveness. So, Brenda, are you with me? I'm with you. I'm very excited to be here, Tracy, and I want to just say thank you for uh, allowing me this opportunity to be with you and to congratulate you all on doing such a wonderful, wonderful uh, service, providing such a wonderful service to our spiritual and global community. Ah, thank you for that. Recently, we had a show where we talked about forgiveness and the spiritual practices that just open the door to forgiving others. And at one point, we started realizing that, you know, sometimes you have to start with forgiving yourself. And that could be a whole nother conversation. So I'm glad that today you and I get to talk a little bit about where can someone start if they realize they need to forgive themselves, and they want spiritual practices that will help them do that. Well, start where you are. You start where you, you are um, with the and bring as much compassion to the present moment for yourself as you mm-hmm. can. Typically, it's we practice forgiveness of others on a much more ritualistic basis than we do with ourselves. And mm-hmm. what I have discovered for me is that it's really important for me, I go through a, a practice of self-forgiveness every day because really? I know that there are, every day there are times 
throughout every day that I put myself outside of my heart. And that feeling of separation keeps me, so to speak, paralyzed, mm-hmm. unable to move forward, unable to move forward in my relationships with other people, but more than that, unable to allow myself to accept myself as a spiritual being, as a divine being, as one entitled to the divine inheritance of good, limitless good that we have. And so for me, it's a daily practice of self-forgiveness because I'm always putting myself outside of my heart, judging myself harshly, and then unless I consciously forgive myself, I find that it insidiously crops up, this this self-judgment and condemnation crops up and doesn't allow me to let my light shine. Yeah, that's really good. That's really a good reminder that sometimes when we start looking at how we treat ourselves, we just need to be more gentle and be more forgiving of the things that we say in our self-talk, the decisions and actions we take that limit us. And I love your example of judging myself. Who doesn't do that many times a day? Yes, and, you know, I was I became um, profusely aware of this idea of self-forgiveness of how it isn't practiced. I was talking with a friend, and they have been in recovery for quite a a long time. And when she would share about her past behavior, it was like she was beating herself up for what she had done. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to tell this story where we don't beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. There's a a way to tell the story where we are liberating ourselves and giving other people permission to liberate ourselves. But the way that she was telling the story was was with such self-condemnation that she was holding the good outside of herself that she was really entitled to experience in the moment. So what if I am, so what if I am ready to do more self-forgiveness and, and all of these opportunities come up, what something specific that I could do as a spiritual practice that would help me be more gentle with myself or forgive myself? One of my favorite uh, spiritual practices is actually mirror work. Mm-hmm. And this is a practice that I received from one of my mentors. And each morning as part of my spiritual hygiene, I first tell myself, Seven things that I'm proud of myself for. Mm-hmm. And it could be something as simple as I'm proud that you got out of the bed today, Brenda. <laughs> and um, and then from the things, and it could also be anything from very large, a very large goal that you achieved, or from like I said, if you're just struggling, it's just I'm glad you got out of the bed today. And mm-hmm. then I move into three things I forgive myself for. Mm-hmm. And depending upon how I got out of the bed, and that can just take me right down to my knees because it can be something that I've been really struggling with. And, I like, for me, I struggle with my self-image. And so every morning is an opportunity for me to look in, in the mirror and say, I love you, Brenda. That's what self-forgiveness is to me. It's how I'm learning to love myself. Mm-hmm, nice. And so I give myself three things that I forgive myself. I let myself off the hook for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking directly into my mirror, and I'm talking not to the physical part of me, but I'm speaking to the spirit of me. Mm-hmm. And there's something that happens when we connect to our own spirit. Yes. It comforts us in a way that no one else can. 
it validates us in a way that no one else can. And it allows that inner champion, so to speak, out yes. to shine, to shine. And we're here to shine. That is our, our purpose. And so the mirror work, I find, is one of the most, it doesn't take a lot of time. It's not intended to take a lot of time. But it's so transformational. Yeah, I love that. And what about someone who has maybe at work yesterday or last week, they were really rude to a customer or they fell into gossiping about a coworker and that person found out and blew up in their face. And now they they have apologized, but they also feel they need to forgive themselves for that. And they're really having a hard time with it. Is there anything that comes to mind that might be a good tip for them or something they might try? Yes. One of the things that I would like to remind people of is that forgiveness is a process. Mm Mm-hmm. We love to think that, okay, I'm going to go to the mirror, I'm going to forgive myself, and then it's going to be over and done. But it's healing in that the more that you forgive yourself, the more things come up to be forgiven. And so <laughs> and so, if, if I can't shake something, it's really there to say there's more here to be healed. It's really not just about that situation. Mm-hmm. What is it that you really think about yourself, Brenda? Mm-hmm. And then I can look at that and say, you know what? I forgive myself for believing that about me. That's not my divine nature. That's not the truth of who I am. But when I have a hard time shaking that event or releasing, is really the word I want to say, releasing that event, it's it's a signal to me that there is something deeper. There's another belief I have about myself that I'm not addressing. I'm just bypassing it. Right. myself. But I'm not really forgiving myself, and I'm going to hold myself in that place of condemnation. Right, or in a situation where you think you have forgiven yourself or you say you have forgiven yourself for the actual action you took, but you still feel bad about it. I agree with you. That's when you look beneath the surface or you you peel away the layers of the onion because what else is that reminding of you, you of? When else have you had that feeling And so, yes, you did that one thing yesterday, but really what you're feeling sad about or judging yourself about is how you've done that once a month for the last 30 years or how it started 10 years ago. So I agree with you that forgiveness often is like taking a layer off the onion and then you find there's something deeper beneath it that you also need to forgive. Another practice that I have that helps me release those events and uh, circumstances is journaling. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about this kind of journaling, I'm talking about not a stream of consciousness journaling, but a very focused journaling that is directed at the self and intended to lift the self up. So I would journal, for instance, about the things that I like about myself. Mm-hmm. And one powerful journaling exercise that I have is writing out what do I think God won't forgive? Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there anything that I think the grand operating designer back of all creation will not forgive? And I have to say that is a powerful exercise for me because I can see where my separation is. Yes. 
and that type of journaling makes it very, very evident. Well, yes, well, that's a, that's completely forgivable. But this, what you did here, <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing that you could really do to get back into God's good graces, so to speak. Right. Uh, yeah, I can just imagine, you know, someone thinking, I can imagine me thinking, so what do I think God won't forgive? Oh, well, I know God will forgive everything, but I just can't forgive myself for this, right? It's like, okay, how how blatant is that is, ah, so that's where you're separating yourself from the unlimited source and infinite intelligence. Uh, yeah, let's work on that. Let's work on that right away. And then I have one more tip that I have found very healing for me, and that's the confessional. Like calling someone, calling someone that I trust Mm -hmm. and sharing what I did, Mm -hmm. and the unconditional acceptance that comes with it. I remember it's so powerful knowing that you're still lovable. Mm -hmm. That there's nothing that you can do that makes you unlovable. And that's why it's really important that you call someone that you trust. Right. That you call someone that knows the absolute truth about you, like a practitioner or a minister or any clergy. They know Mm -hmm. the truth about you. Mm -hmm. And so call them and then do your confession. And, you know, I I usually started out like, this is really hard for me to share. Mm -hmm. This is really, really hard for me to share. And it might be, I've never told anyone in my entire life this. Mm Mm-hmm. And that unconditional love that comes back dissolves. It it begins to wear away and dissolve that shell that we have around our own heart. Yeah, that has to be really powerful. And as a licensed practitioner myself, I know that even though it wasn't framed in that way, yes, there have been times when clients have come to me and have basically started just like that. This is really hard for me to share, or I'm really embarrassed, or this is really personal, and I've never told anyone this before. And you're right that for them, their experience, sharing that and having me or you or someone who is trained to say, you know what, I know the truth of who you are. Yeah, yeah. That's something you did, but that's not who you are. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. And it even puts a new light on, you know, the more traditional, traditionally referred to confessional. That really is the impact of that. It's not an approval process. It's a really a reminder of who you really are. I'm here to remind you that yeah. you are just a human expression of the infinite intelligence and the power and presence of God itself. Wow. Well, the one thing I love most about doing this show is that I get to talk to the most amazing, fabulous people. The one thing I like least about this show is that I never have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been really fabulous. I think we have given our listeners a few very practical tips that they can use and resources that they can find within themselves so that they can begin to have a self forgiveness practice and let's give them a way to be in touch with you if they'd like to ask you specific questions or just learn more about what you are doing or what you have to offer what's the best way for people to find you online well the best way for people to find me online right now is facebook i am uh, just really getting into facebook and expanding my community my worldwide community and and i am definitely loving it and so that is one of the easiest ways to get in touch with me 
Also, you can um, get in touch with me via my email, askyourpractitionerhotline at gmail.com. Fabulous. Brenda, I really appreciate you being on the show, and actually they can find you on Facebook at Ask Your Practitioner Hotline as well. Really had a great time with you today. Thank you so very much again for all that you do for our spiritual community. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Discover all the metaphysical events and people around North Texas. Get the news on all this and more delivered to you daily. Even promote your own enterprise. Come to MoonLady.com, a cyber place that celebrates spirituality and the mind in all its wonder. Become a community member at MoonLady.com and find your tribe who views the world in oneness and peace. Visit MoonLady.com, a little piece of Austin or Portland in North Texas. Are you confused and looking for direction? Do you need a sympathetic ear? Hello, I'm Elizabeth Harbin, and I'm here to serve. Whether you're looking to heal past wounds or find your angels and spirit guides, I'm a certified professional card reader with experience in hypnotherapy and energy work as well. My angels and spirit guides and I can provide you with information you need to take that next step on your path. Schedule some time with me by calling 214-454-0072. You heard this message for a reason, and together we can find out why. This is Michael Bernard Beckwith, the founder of Agape International Spiritual Center, saying, Listen, you don't want to miss Wake Up, the sound of transformation, right here on Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Central. It's going to change your life. You're listening to Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Thanks for joining us on Spiritual Practices That Work. My name is Tracy Brown. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's show, so come over to Facebook.com slash Spiritual Practices or send me an email at Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at ReclaimJoy.com. Special thanks to Vicki Jeter and Brenda Lambert for their great contributions to today's show. And if you go over to the Facebook page, you'll see a link to Brenda Lambert's website, And you can find out more about the telecircles and online classes that she offers. I've also put a link to Vicki Jeter's book, Call Me Victoria, which tells a lot more about her personal story. And we'll also give you a way to contact her if you want to talk with her as a practitioner coach or if you have questions about Synchro Destiny. And always, thanks to Spiritual Journeys Radio Network. Until next time, please take good care of yourself and use spiritual practices that work. This is Spiritual Journeys Radio Network.